what's she like? She's uh, really interesting. Interesting, huh? So when do I get to meet her? I think it might be a little early to do that. Why? She likes you too, doesn't she? I think so. So then what's the problem? <sighs> well, um, it's just that uh, she keeps disappearing. Well, hello and welcome to Tarek Noir. My name is Joe and I'm here with my brother Matthew and together we are recapping each episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 9, Second Sight. The story was by Mark Garrett O'Connell. The teleplay was by Mark Garrett O'Connell, Ira Stephen Bear, and Robert hewitt Wolf. And it was directed by Alexander Singer. So, Matthew, what are your favorite places to take a disappearing lady during your, during your romantic tour of DS9? Uh, it's where my friends are, you know. It's, well, it's it's not for them, and it's not oh. for her. It's for me. Because whenever I tell them that I've got this girlfriend, they're always like, well, where is she? And I'm like, sure. well, she was just right here. Yeah. And it's really like they're really like hearing me talk about her like the person is like, oh, I'm dating someone from like another school. Yeah. You know, like, oh, no. An upperclassman from another school or whatever. Yeah. We met at yeah. summer camp. Like she lives in Canada. Like it's a real, it's a real situation and nobody's taking me seriously when I'm like, no, I really like have this girlfriend. So that's what I'm looking for. No, I swear. She's really a senior. Yeah. Um, all you all you need to do is just bring her around your friends and make sure that your friends have a tricorder uh, to just, you know, tricorders and stuff. Let me ask you this. Yes. Would it be creepy if I took her to a place that had force fields? What? <laughs> just until um, we got to the bottom of it. Are you saying that you want to just take her to, like, you want to have uh go visit odo and well, just be like I mean, hey uh just take a look in this this room over here yeah the one that has three walls and uh and just this big open area yeah please listen just here's the hang thing. out there it's for got, a little bit it's got a bed no bathrooms no toilets um okay, okay but it has a bed and they bring you food like they sometimes they bring you food from course. depends depends on odo if Odo is well, feeling it or listen not. here's the thing yeah, I would make sure that my lady gets ah. the very best uh, prison food that's available. Because you are the commander of the station, after all. I'm the commander of the station and yeah. a gentleman. Wow, well, look at you. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a great tour for her, and I'm sure she's going to have a better time than we had watching this episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Woo-wee. It is an episode. It is an episode of television that we have watched. Um, my goodness, I <laughs> not not to like jump over the episode trivia, but um, IMDb lists this episode and says this episode is not a favorite of Iris Stephen Bear, which is just funny. And the companion backs that up, 
saying for a number of reasons, Second Sight is not a favorite among the in-house writing staff of Deep Space Nine. Robert Hewitt Wolf said, we wanted to do a romance, but we'd never really done one for the show. And I don't think it worked as well as we hoped it would. That is correct. It does not work for many that reasons. He is correct. You uh, are correct, Robert Hewitt Wolf. You are correct to not have this episode as a favorite. I was Stephen Bear. They needed a second sight over the script, is what they needed. Someone, they yeah, someone needed to come through and be like, "Hey, you know what? Um, we're gonna just put this one aside. We'll come back to it if we can figure it out." Yeah, you know, here's the thing: like, uh, we talked like the thing with a twenty a twenty something episode season <laughs> is you gotta just you gotta fill some space. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I think of like, if you're putting out an album, it's got 10 songs on it, you probably worked on 20 songs, 20 something songs. You whittle it down to your best 10, you put them in an order that works, and you just put just high heat on it. Yeah. Some of the songs that you didn't use could be then put out as B sides. Sure. Or maybe some of them are good enough. To like you put on the next album, yeah. But when an artist yes. does the 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 feared, much maligned double album, like uh, Red Hot Chili then, Peppers with Stadium Arcadium, sure. Or okay. you know, it, sure. Okay. We'll, <laughs> Did we'll I throw you off? I was, I was <laughs> thinking of that Chili Peppers reference. It's not a deep cut. I mean. I was thinking about um, some I mean, like, rap, some rap records. Okay, time, but like it's nearly other, twenty year old album. Yeah. But continue. Wait, Stadium Arcadium is twenty years old now. It's two. It released in two thousand six. I said nearly. It's getting up there. What? It's Holy sixteen years shit. old, my friend. All right, I don't want. All right, that's a different conversation. Um, okay, <laughs> you don't like uh, so, you don't like Hump to Bump. That not so one of your when you, when you got to okay. put on when you got to put twenty five songs out. Mm-hmm. you know some of them maybe needed to stay in the oven a bit sure some of them you know you're getting you're, you're doing a rush you're getting batches of cookies put in there and you're like wait i forgot baking soda you know what i mean like stuff uh-huh. like that yeah stuff like that happens and this is one of those episodes where uh you know you're, you're putting out a double album and it's like you know what track eight on uh on cd2 it, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. And this episode just it, it is what it is. You we're know? going we're going to air and it's Wednesday. And I we don't have any other ideas. We're just running it. Yeah, you know, choices were made. And uh and here we are. We have this this episode. Which oh. is an episode. Of television. Allegedly. I'm being told it's an episode of of Deep Space Nine. You know, yeah, they just they can't all be winners. And uh this this for us is not a winner. Um so <laughs> you before we started uh recording, you described this uh, you compared this episode to uh, to episodes of of yesteryear. How did you say it? I said this is a Deep Space Nine episode that feels like a TNG episode that feels like a TOS episode. Yeah. 
It's got a long lineage of suck. <laughs> well, <laughs> it uh, you know, it really, it really does. It's got sort of a TNG, like early seasons TNG feel. Yeah. Like you could see this happening. Like they did a lot of the reverse of this with Troy, like this type of thing, where like mm, yeah. there's just things appearing and stuff like that. Um, her outfit, which you know was nice. I'm not, yeah. I'm not out here telling you, you know, her out, her outfit felt like something that had the original Star Trek like '60s. Um, like alien who almost has like uh like a genie, like I dream of genie. Yeah, she also had like you know? elf ears too. Elf ears, just like yeah. They're just like it was like, hey, let's just do some random shit and give her like a flowy dress, right? It just, it just everything about this something was just kind of off all the way through. I'll say this. And this might be controversial because you might think oh. he's an asshole, but I, I, w- I wish that this episode was just, was just that uh, arrogant scientist just throwing high heat. <laughs> you know, like, like I could have, I would, I could have had every scene of, uh, what's her face, Fena. Yeah, every scene of Fena, I wish was that guy just being like, "Hey, do you know? Do Look you at know? me! Look at me in my grayness." <laughs> do you know? Do you know who, uh, like, God has dinner with me instead of taking the five million? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, <laughs> oh god, JC wishes. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is, he's an asshole, definitely. He is charming at times, but it's, it's a weird thing because, like, as written and as portrayed, like, he, an entire episode of just him would be rough and same with it an entire episode of her would be rough as well and as it turns out an episode with both of them is rough it's also rough so that's it's also thinking. rough give me, yeah give me like um a domestic situation with the o'briens as like a b plot or something you know, yeah. like, just give this, me give me yeah. like an on-station plot the this episode definitely needed uh gonna, you know yeah yeah yeah, this this episode definitely needed a B plot. Um, I also have questions about um, about Jake's uh, calculus test. Okay, because the last I saw that school <laughs> was like was like seven people in like that like of varied ages. Well, okay, so my uh, biggest... like a, like, a, like whatever. Whatever the local like middle school was in House of the Prairie, like, yeah. That's I mean, we're at. for what it's worth, the last time we saw the school, it was exploded. Um, but I'm assuming they repaired it. Have we Keiko, seen Keiko's giving that attitude? Like, uh, can I teach math? Is that okay to your profits? <laughs> like, have we seen Jake in this up in this season yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. He, he probably looks, actually had a calculus class he needed to go to. He he probably did. He looked like he aged like four years between season one and this episode. Like he's he's grown. Like he is tall now. Um, it looks like he survived like the early stages of puberty. Like he seems to be like a person now, and it is really bizarre. The boy is really on the outset of. A very impressive growth spurt. 
he he gets tall. He gets really really tall. Give it a couple seasons. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he gets towering like, over everybody. Right, like the the manslave for Loaxana and Grand and uh and Grand Negazak, like that tall. Like yeah, they they have a really really solid basketball team. I basketball teams are just three people right he's so tall he should be carrying someone's bags some dignitaries <laughs> bags yeah but you know just in, in this new universe yes yeah yeah uh tw- 24th century and we still have still have man slaves great great stuff um anyways we're not here to talk about that episode we're not here to talk about the the various man slaves in star trek we are here to talk about second I, I guess second side. I guess we got to do it. Okay. Episode summary. Cisco meets a woman called Fena who disappears without a trace. Meanwhile, the USS Prometheus is carrying out a stellar ignition experiment under the command of Dr. Sayatek, whose wife turns out to be Fena or a duplicate of her with a dangerous secret. <gasps> that makes it sound way more exciting. Get the a fuck out of here. A stellar ignition experiments, a dangerous secret. Like that sounds way more exciting than the episode we watched. Um yes, that's what the uh the writer's room board looks like on Monday, but Wednesday yeah. it's just like Are you in love? <laughs> it's okay, we're gonna get to that part. Um <laughs> because George Lucas stole Jake's line. We're gonna get back to that in a second. Um, but first of all. I I want to take a minute to talk about some joy that I experienced in this episode. And that is the joy of seeing the USS Prometheus, um, aka the Nebula class. It is unironically one of my favorite ships, one of my favorite class of ships on Star Trek. It is the classic kit bashing where they take parts from one ship, from one uh, class starship, and then make a new ship out of it. So they took the saucer section and the um, the nacelles from, well, and also the struts, the nacelles and the struts and the saucer section from the galaxy class. And they're like, do we need a neck? We do not need a neck. We're just going to attach that, the nacelle and the, and the struts to the saucer section itself and then they put a little radar dish on top incredible i no notes well done it looks ridiculous and i fucking love it what if the rio grande was the enterprise basically yeah like my my beautiful beautiful nebula class ship um i yeah there's no reason why i should be liking it that much but i do anyways Back to the show that we hate. Um, we get a scene with Jake and Ben um, where it's okay. I understand the the narrative concept of uh, you know setting something up in the beginning of a story and then circling back to it at the end, right? The way this story sets up is Jake talking to Ben about his dreams. Like Ben is already awake because he's reeling from it being the fourth anniversary of his wife's death at Wolf 359. Jake is like, I had a I had a dream. You're gonna laugh at it though. It's silly. And then it wasn't a silly dream. It's just it's just a regular dream. And it turns it turns out Ben is gonna reference dreams later in the episode in the most ridiculous way. But we'll get to one in a minute. 
Um, Jake is tall. Jake has grown. Good for him. I always love a good Jake and Ben scene. Um, this one is not one of my favorites out of all their scenes together, but you know, it, it's better than the next one that comes later in the episode. That's for sure. That's ridiculous. Um, but Cisco goes and takes a walk on the promenade and I, it seems like it would be kind of fun to just like walk around the promenade when it's like all quiet and, uh, you know, no one's out. You just had a station to yourself. That seems like that would be kind of chill. I'd do that. I'd do that. Yeah, I mean, I do that. It always kind of kind of weirds me out that they that there aren't a, a ship in space where there isn't like, and that has artificial light on twenty four seven, yeah, 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 twenty six seven or whatever. Um, and like, there's times where it's just empty. Yeah, because because here's the thing, like. If if say uh, you're a family and one of the family members has to work like a graveyard shift or whatever, they're working a graveyard shift, but the rest of you are on a regular day shift. Like in terms yeah. of the way that your life's oriented, you find a little time in the middle there to hang out, but you're living on two different schedules. If you're a family in like on a space station and someone's got a graveyard shift. Why not have everybody just on that graveyard shift? Like why, like why, why don't we just have you know, like now you're at Quarks, you're doing whatever. Yeah, it's the same difference. You don't know when you look outside; it's pitch black regardless. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I uh, I think we need Jellico, <laughs> Captain, uh, Future Admiral Jellico on Prodigy to stop by and uh, and figure out the shift schedules this, on DSM. Yeah. This is this was Riker's job, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, and then Jellico suggested the the fourth shift. Um, yeah, yeah, Jellico's lasting legacy. Um, but anyways, uh, this mysterious woman uh, comes in, uh, talks to Cisco, and he's feeling her. She's feeling him. I like it. Uh, the outfit is yeah a little bit TOSE, but it's still cute. You know, she looks good. Um, he tries putting his game on her and then she vanishes. Gotta feel a little, you know, all rough. But but also, here's the thing you were sitting up thinking about your dead wife, yeah. Um, and then this lady comes by and you're like, Oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't kept an ass in in four years. Let's see what we could do here. And then she disappears. You got to be feeling like, all right, my bad, everybody, like I'm out, right? Don't you feel like that's either like that's your wife's spirit or God or somebody telling you like, hey, like chill out. Okay, so I have questions here. It's been four years, right? Yeah. We know he's definitely a relationship guy, you know, like he loves his wife. He fucking loves Jennifer, right? He's a wife guy. Yeah. He's a wife guy. Um, And then there's another another wonderful woman. That comes into the show in a few seasons. Um, and he wants to wife her up, right? Yeah. That being said, four years is a long time. Did he really go four years without something? Okay, so here's here's the thing. All right. Four years <laughs> is an awful long time. Like, I come on. 
we've we've been having this conversation in my household quite a bit this oh really oh yeah okay i love Um, i love that i love that for (laughs) y'all you know the uh the like meme that's been going on this week for whoever's listening to this is you know two weeks whatever of like if your girlfriend like asked you like if she turned into a worm would you yeah her right things yeah and my my thing is no of course not <laughs> because you'd be a, you'd be a fucking worm that'd be weird yeah Why would I... yeah <laughs> like, no that's that's you know? fair and so like the question and then the question was like would you keep me alive or not i'm like i don't know like oh that's a good tell, question tell me what you want like am i putting you like in the fridge like in a in like a mason jar of dirt is that like, where worms go um i don't know sometimes okay you put it I, on the I counter like you put it like in a jar on the, on the counter like what's it doing yeah you know, like i said for her like i just put on like uh i set up like a, an ipad that just is permanently like rerunning degrassi episodes or something for her like so at least like she'd have a life that she wanted as a worm but sure. um you know i'm like you know set her free let's let her go outside yeah let her do whatever okay um but it's like okay well you like when you see someone else like if i'm a from a worm we'll like yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm having sex with other people now like, yeah but I'm, I'm still alive like yeah as a worm you know like you gotta we gotta can't fulfill the the needs yeah what if i turn into like a dog like you know like our dog or whatever and i'm just like yeah i'd have to if you turn into a dog i would send you to go live with like your sister your parents oh my god you know how dogs will watch you have sex and i'm like that is true i can't have you turned into a dog dog watching me you know in our bed you know that's a valid point yeah i'm trying to be respectful you know what i'm saying so I'm just like I don't you know this that I feel like as if if Jennifer instead of being killed by the Borg was um turned into a worm by the Borg mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to just like quickly have sex okay Her being killed a little bit more I traumatic to, you need to have some sort of a period in between i don't know what's appropriate but i mean but, four but years here's okay. what could happen in, in that right. time i could see you going four years i could see that happening I, that's one that's one route okay another route is in your grief you get into some weird real weird shit in sure yeah or sure. on some planet yeah like, there's some planets where like like you're drunk you're off of whatever, like you're off of like Klingon poppers or something, yeah. like, and you're just, and it's and it's on. Yeah, I could, I could. That's another thing that I could see, you know. But what's clear, <laughs> what's very clear, based on the way that Cisco reacted the morning after this, is that he hasn't even like masturbated since Jennifer died. It certainly <laughs> like, seems like it. Like he's coming through, skipping, having double lemon twists in his shit. Everybody's yeah. able to see it. He didn't even get laid. He didn't, he even, didn't even kiss. kiss. He didn't even get a kiss. He just talked to a woman and was That's like, That's all it oh. took. Like, like, he just he just allowed himself to be like, Oh, she's kind of fine. Yeah. And, and here he is now. Yeah. Acting a fool. Here's, here's my third option, right? Either he had the grief sex or he didn't. Third option is 
you know that the second Dax showed up on that station, she's been trying to get Cisco laid. Yeah. That's I mean, that she was, that's that was definitely happened. Previous their previous relationship yeah. was like helping each other get laid. Exactly. So and Dax has been find out Curzon was a dirty back back. Well, we already knew that, but yes. <laughs> he was dirty back in. <laughs> he he was. In the in the first season episode, Dax, he was with uh his best friend's best <laughs> yes. friend's wife. Like we've known this. It's like episode you're three right. or whatever. You're right. You're right. We've known right. this. <laughs> <laughs> Chris was out there, like if it moves, it's it's like in the. Does it have a pulse? Is it a worm? Is it a live worm? Okay, let's go. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, Dax has been trying to get Cisco laid the second she's been on that ship or on that station, and I feel like I want to believe. I want to believe that she's been successful. And her no, she hasn't. What? We we can tell by the way that they interact throughout this episode. She has All not right, been fair. successful in that. Fair. Okay. So this guy has just been celibate for four fucking no fucking years. That's why, by the way, you can't ever get over on him when he's negotiating. He's like he is so focused. He has, he has like, the willpower. He's so focused. He has and the determination. And he's so grumpy. Like you can't hurt me. Yeah. I haven't been late in years. I. It is no wonder that when he kisses Fena later in the episode, she just fucking disappears. Like his kiss is powerful enough to just send someone into the ether. It has years of longing. Oh my god, uh, the dream. The dream to be kissed by Cisco <laughs> like that. My god. Um, anyways. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about how the staff is reacting to uh, to this new and improved Cisco, right? Um, he's, he just, again, doesn't even kiss her, but he just meets this woman, um, this attractive woman, and he is in Ops bantering with O'Brien. Hey, having a great old time. Yeah, and stuff. Hey, uh, bet you, yeah. I bet you would like a station that word, huh? blah, blah, blah. Like just saying the the dumb shit. Like he's walking in in the morning, like toodaloo, everybody. Like he's saying, like yeah, just the office worker that you like really you... don't ever want to be. Like yeah. yeah. No, no, we've we've all seen we've we know we've seen this coworker before. Um, but Kira is like, I don't like this. What the fuck is this nonsense? Like, I'm a serious uh, you know, terrorist. Like, we we don't have time <laughs> for this bullshit, okay? Um, she's not fucking with it. She's not Kira wasn't fucking with anything in this entire episode, and I kind of love her for that. And I kind of kind of relate to her in this episode um but she's like all suspicious of cisco being in a good mood which is hilarious um and she's just like i i'm gonna get to the bottom of this at some point but um that was it was kind of a a weird fun funky episode like cisco gets to do a lot of avery brooks gets to do a lot of different things with cisco in this episode so i'm happy for him but um you know, it, it just doesn't come all together. Um, but we get to have Cisco hanging out with Dax and meeting the scientist dude, um, uh, scientist Doctor 
Sayatek, who's wearing the biggest, most goofiest suit ever uh, while he's inside of that, I don't know, plasma <laughs> manifold or whatever the fuck it was. It doesn't matter. Um, he is just super up his own ass. Good for him. Yeah. Someone's up someone's ass in this episode. But you know, and it's yeah, him. But... His he's up his own ass. <laughs> Listen, he built he built the most he built a blue horizon. Yeah, he he built he terraformed a planet. Yeah. He, he did tell, what he Carol Marcus me... was wanting to do. He terraformed a planet. You can't tell these people anything like that said. They literally think that they're God. And in a way, I mean, from a certain he, point of okay, view. Okay. So you walk up to uh you walk up to this like asteroid, you know, beat to shit, just r- ugly ass craggy rock. Yeah. And then you you put a waterfall coming from cliffs as high yeah. as Mount Everest. Yeah. Tell me you're not walking around like with a boner to yourself all the time. You know what I mean? The like, fact that you name it Da Vinci Falls is like, I see what on. you're doing there. Yeah. I see what you're I'm doing an, there. I'm an artiste, you know? Yeah. And yeah. hey, who's going to tell Who's gonna tell you that, uh, you know? Can't tell him nothing. Whatever, yeah. you know? Can't tell him nothing. I mean, I'll admit, like, he's he's very annoying and very up his own ass but i did find it charming when he was like i never fail well i did once but i found it didn't agree with me so i swore not to do it again that's pretty great that's that's some great shit shit. yeah uh you know back when i was really feeling myself you know whenever i do like i'll say like oh yeah um oh you never think you're wrong i'm like no i was wrong once in 96 yeah (laughs) you know like that's exactly like i love i love that shit let's go yeah no, so that that was that was charming, um, but uh, Cisco and Dax kind of have a moment, and Dax is starting to get suspicious of this guy too. But um, <laughs> Cisco meets up with with Finna again, and uh, and he puts he puts the game on her. Yeah, he puts he puts the game on her, and you know. The scientist guy can be charming, but Cisco is charming. <laughs> that is just who he is. Um, and and I love him for it. Uh, so he and Finna go on a, a tour of the station. And it's admittedly, it's it's a good view, you know? That little window that he um that he takes her to is it's a pretty solid view of the station i would love that i would love for cisco to take me to that spot and we have a picnic together that sounds amazing can i can i point something out sure cisco doesn't even have his goatee yet yeah he's not at full cisco imagine imagine like and he's doing this like that that's I, I imagine that's got to be like a SEC thing. Like that's like we're not like that's got to be like a public decency thing. Like yeah, we as a culture in 1994 like weren't ready for it. Right, like, we couldn't <laughs> just couldn't handle it. Like that's yeah, that's a level of like lewdness and profanity that like they wouldn't allow on our television screens. Yeah, and they had to negotiate it in. It took years, but mm-hmm. like imagine, imagine that voice and that charm and that goatee. And the bald head? Are you kidding me? Get get out of here. Yeah. yeah. I I I can't imagine it. And it sounds wonderful. It uh 
Yeah, the power of Cisco isn't is not at full operating power yet. Oof, I'm so excited. That being said, okay, we're gonna come back um to to full operating powers of Cisco in a second. Uh, because I I made a GIF out of out of something that Cisco does later in this episode. So we'll we'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Um but uh we uh so homegirl Finna is like uh yeah i uh she she did a mrs doubtfire i have to go we have to leave now i have to leave i have to leave now we have we're going um (laughs) and she just takes off and he's like what the fuck um which you know can't blame him um we have one of the worst scenes that i've seen in star trek and it's no wonder why George Lucas copied it for Phantom Menace. But Jake is uh, having dinner with Ben and Jake is like, oh, my dad's not paying attention to my story. He's kind of looking off in the distance. Dad, are you in love? And he says it with the same cadence that fucking Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker says in Phantom Menace. Are you an angel? Are you an angel? <laughs> are you in love? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I I fucking hated that so much. It was so bad. Like, uh-huh. like Jake's been Jake's been gone and they bring Jake on. Like, hey, to we need you to we need you to read this. He's like, why are you doing me like this? Why don't you are just you go an HL? And... Uh why don't you just go ahead and stick me in one of these like jumpsuits with my yeah. with my pp hanging out you know like <laughs> like that would be, that's less embarrassing than making me do this really um but uh good for jake he's he's cool with his dad being in love uh he's happy for him and you know he's like yeah it's okay if you want to have someone other than mom it's okay i'm cool with it too um so good for cisco i feel like they have this conversation again later in the series uh when homegirl comes around later on um but but yeah good for jake still a ridiculous scene uh what's also a ridiculous scene is when cisco goes to talk to odo and they have the weirdest odo's having the weirdest briefing with his security (laughs) people of this psycho you know uh this telepath right which you know turns out we see a telepath later but this telepath that he's like warning his people like be sure to stay five feet high five meters away blah 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 and it's like it's a very serious like i don't know it just it just seems so strange um and so bizarre but whatever um so cisco tries to get odo to find find this woman you find her you find that man um (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so that's a little a weird scene but the scene that i was wanting to talk about is when uh cisco is hanging out with dax and dax is like dude we're bros you're my bro i'm your bro we tell each other about women okay you gotta tell me about her and he's like nah i can't do it and she's like what is it because i'm a woman now you can't talk to me uh about women because i'm a woman it's like I guess that's what he was doing. But here's the thing. She gets him to say 
his name and he does this like looking away from her and then he turns to Dax and like bites his lip kind of thing then uh, it just <laughs> oh, my ovaries my non-existent ovaries just exploded <laughs> I made a gif out of that and and posted on Twitter like uh, <laughs> my god that man that man every brooks wow uh, I'm, I'm happy for you I... yeah terrible episode but that 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 saves the day for me i didn't even i didn't notice that oh i was watching okay. multiple things at the same time but you need to send me this gif oh no i oh okay i'll send you the gif um yeah send that gif right over no no, no I'll, I'll get the gif over to you right away don't worry yeah um uh, when, when my phone beeps i'll look at the gif Okay, uh, I actually just sent you the GIF right now, so you can just take oh. a take a quick glance at that GIF. Okay, yeah, hold on, hold on. Okay, well, I mean it's still going. Oh yeah, it has the GIF hasn't arrived yet. Oh, it hasn't. Well, the GIF. No. My phone says that the GIF is sending, so you should have the GIF. Oh, here we go. Any second with the with a second oh, hey. of the GIF. What a what a great what a great gift that was. Thanks <laughs> for sharing. Um, but yeah, that is. I just I I love Cisco for that. Um. But I would be, I'm 100% Cisco here where I'm like, if I'm talking, like I'm the one thing I'm not about to do is break my four year, uh, like abstinence by telling you about someone that I'm not a hundred percent positive exists. I I can see that. Yeah. I I can see that. That's fair. He didn't tell Jake. Jake somehow like. Deduced it from the power of Nog's suggestion of what love looks like like his dad's never been distracted by a work matter before or something you know like the only thing it could possibly be is a woman why why today of all days i don't know but no, I, no. I just no I idea feel it yeah no idea and uh you know good for him but yeah. um the only person he talked to was uh missing persons <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's like the only person he shared this with what was the police like yeah i'd like to file a report like that's like he's not he's not out here like oh my god like I'm, i don't want to talk to cork i don't want to talk to dax i'm no, not trying to talk cork. to anybody about this i'm just i just want to make sure that in my grief i'm not projecting things <laughs> that that really tickled me that was funny um <laughs> What was not funny is uh, the whole crew visiting uh, the scientists and having dinner. Um, Kira, once again, not here for it. And I love her for that. Even O'Brien is like, really? Like, why are we doing this? What am I here for? I don't need to hear about this guy's paintings, that the canvas are like the biggest canvases in the world. Because he doesn't know the term understatement. Uh, Like, what am I doing here? um but they make a whole big deal of uh yes my my wife cooks this meal uh (laughs) she should be ready soon let me go get her uh and as it turns out she looks exactly like finna and dax did like a version of the marie Kondo meme i love mess and it's like well now you've got to talk to me about this girl like just super into it and I love I love Dax for that. Dax Dax lives for drama. Yeah, like three, you know, however many years old she is, like, yeah, all she cares about is the drama. Exactly, and uh, 
I I don't blame her. Truly, uh, I'm fully she's supported. She's left through enough administrations that she doesn't want you to like talk to her about political shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, it's just just like, nothing, cha- nothing just changes. Nothing changes. I yeah. don't care. She's yeah. just like hooked on Bravo. But it's <laughs> um. So, anyways, uh, the wife is named something else, and I forget her name, and I'm not going to look it up. Um, but she says, I'm not Finna. And Cisco is like trying to talk to her after dinner. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He says the name Finna, and she's like, Ooh. I know uh, the name. Uh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, and so he gets a little frustrated. Dax tries uh uh kind of cheering him up. Uh <laughs> Cisco's like, Dax, she's a married woman. And Dax is like, that would never have stopped Curzon. <laughs> I good for Curzon. Good for all the Daxes that are just hoes. Uh I fully support it. Good for them. Just uh, fuck boys. They're all Mr. fuck boys. Mr. Mr. Mrs. Steal your girl. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> every single every single time that uh Dax is a man or a woman, they're all fuck boys. <laughs> always. Yeah. The gender, the, the non-binary fuckboy. I love it. Um, <laughs> But uh, Cork does his version of trying to cheer up Cisco, uh, trying to get her, uh, trying to get Cisco to come down for a drink or um, pay a visit to the hall suite. You know, he's just he's just being a businessman. You know, he's just trying to uh, make sure that his patronage is taken care of. Can't really fault him for that, right? Um, Thena visits Cisco in his quarters. Little presumptuous, my girl. Um, a little bit fast, especially when you keep disappearing on him. Um, but they hang out and uh, and talk in Cisco's quarters, and it's like a very much like, eh, let's not talk about the whole disappearing thing. Uh, let's just kiss. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be more fun to just yes. kiss? And it's like, well, yeah, actually, it would be. You're not wrong uh it would be and they do kiss and promptly finna disappears he's got that game he's got the power yeah the power of the the emissary i'm just thinking of uh i see song like put her ass to sleep like like sent her ass like into space like yeah yeah like made her like deep particleize or whatever I, I don't even know I, it's it's wild <laughs> uh i i fucking love it but he cisco realizes you know what i need to get the bottom of this and the only way that i can do that is by joining this mission and so he boards the prometheus which i'm very excited about so we get to spend more time with this nebula class starship um and <laughs> cisco is like talking to this guy about his whole deal and this guy is like waxing on about uh i feel like i have no more slays or no more foes to slay no more slays uh i have no more foes to slay because you know once i've revitalized a dead star what else is there you know i mean i've done it all and cisco is like i don't really care my guy i just want to know what's going on with this woman you know I, I really don't care. Um, we learn that uh, he's not, he's not, he might not be the best husband. And, you know, he might not be giving he his wife. He said that from the needs. beginning. He was like, uh, you know, I have a lot of wives. And here's the He does like, have a lot of wives. 
I always wonder how that dynamic works. Um, because if, like, I feel like the wives understand what they're getting into, and I feel like they get a nice little check when when their time is done. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, probably. Like when you're when you're marrying, like some of these people in Hollywood, that like, you know, if you're like Elizabeth Taylor's seventh husband or something like that, like you understand that like you're not the one. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like seventh times the charm. Or you know, one of these one of these dudes that like you know some executives. If you're Taylor, if you're dating Taylor Swift, it's like, not whatever. gonna. Yeah, yeah like you, like yeah. you know, we know we know what time it is. You're here to get a song named after you, and that's it. You're here for a good time, not a long time. No um but uh but anyways finna shows up uh on the ship which is crazy because they're not even at the station anymore she's on the ship uh cisco is like ah she's back let me uh let me call my boy get dax in here and have ourselves a have ourselves a good time okay it's not entirely what he said but uh dax comes in she uh you know does a little tricorder thing and she finna's not not a person not 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 sure what she is but she's you know just not a person um turns out that the scientist's wife is dying and they bring finna in so it's the scientist the wife cisco dax and finna and the scientist is like it's you you're back she said you would never come back or whatever here's the thing at this point of the episode i was kind of over it so i'm gonna yada yada what happens next because the episode kind of yeah, yada yada thanks, what happened please. next to um, it didn't make any sense I don't it know didn't make happened. sense no it's... she's like dying from heartbreak from emotional stress or whatever like who the fuck she thinks she is padme amidala again george lucas please do not steal the worst material from star trek come on i would say you're a better writer than that but you aren't but stop it Stop stealing so much content and material from this episode. Anyways, um, he tells, uh, scientists tell Cisco that uh, some, you know, projection, uh, telepathic projection, um, she's been unhappy for a while, but her species, they mate for life. And uh, so she's just going to die, I guess. Whatever. They go home um, and die. Like, Okay, this is dramatic. Yeah. Like, you're so dramatic, you gotta like split off the yeah. side of you and be like, oh, I, just, I, you know, I don't know. Like, okay, Cisco talks to Finna and it's like, uh, what we have is a dream. Eh? They talked about dreams at the beginning of the episode. What we have is they, a dream. They so did they, uh, they brought it back. Chekhov's dream, they brought it back. Um, they kiss again, and that's it, they don't even fuck. They just kissed twice in this episode, and that's it. Insane. Um, Quirk, sci- was, Quirk was the only one giving good advice. Truly. And somehow Nog, I guess. The warning signs of someone yeah, being in love. Yeah, you know, anyways. Yeah. Um, scientist dude is like, you know what? I can kill two birds with one stone. I can launch myself into that dead star. Make history have an incredible death an incredible obituary that i wrote of course and it frees my wife up to live her life as she wants to live it so you know what fuck it 
Cisco, pull out my obit, get it ready, update it, and uh, let there be light. And he launches himself into the Dead Star. Of course, it is revitalized. <clears throat> Turns out he's a good scientist. And uh, and yeah, I have a couple notes, though. On board the Nebula class ship, the Prometheus, not a single one of those bridge crew knew what the fuck was going on. Like, the dude that was in the captain's chair is like, what's he doing? What's he doing <laughs> over there? What's going on? It's like, buddy, you need to... <laughs> Clearly, you're not the the flagship starship of the Enterprise of the uh, of the Federation. Like, even the Cerritos crew is able to handle their ship better than what you're doing. Uh, much love to Captain Freeman, but um, just so so ridiculous. Um, but back on the station, homegirl, the wife, uh, chats with Cisco, and uh, yeah. She's like, I don't even know what she was like, just like you. And that's, I guess, the end of the episode. Uh, you know, it was an episode. It sure was. It sure was. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else what else to say about the episode. Uh, it was an episode. I, I think that we can confidently say that it was an episode. Just nothing, uh, nothing too exciting. Um, I, you know, if there's some diehard Second Sight fans out there, please let us know on Twitter. Uh, I would love to hear from people that are like writing hard for this episode. Uh, cause that is not us. It for sure is not. No. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I just don't know what to say, you know. Uh it was an episode. Uh and uh I think I think that's I think that's all we got. We I think that we maybe need to institute a rule where we could just like uh like veto episode like we get a couple passes per season. <laughs> just not record certain episodes. Yeah. Aww. I think that we should get we should get at least one pass per season. I don't know. I I have that like annoying completest kind of Gene Bo- that like bonus content we'll patreon that shit <laughs> <laughs> we'll patreon the shitty episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that way we want yes, us to please do it, pay you know? us more money uh well not more just pay us money to listen to us talk about the shittiest deep space nine episodes um that is Thank certainly you. a business plan i don't think that that is going to work out the way that you wanted to just Are like this sure? episode didn't work out the way that the writers wanted it to because um, I really feel like if we say like, "Hey, we need to hit like a particular Patreon level to unlock these episodes," and we don't, then I've won either way. Fair that that's fair. Uh, stay tuned, uh, folks, for well, it's too late a Patreon now. that we are absolutely not going to start. Uh, that is not happening. Um, uh, stay tuned for get get out of jail free cards, uh, <laughs> one per season. Uh, let's see. We have the upcoming episode where like Dax falls stupid in love with someone. I think that can definitely be. Oh one no, of those we're episodes. watching that. Oh, we're, oh, you're excited <laughs> about that one. We're, we're I fucking Dax hate that episode so much. Just because becomes a completely different for, person. Yeah. Becomes a completely different person for one episode. Yeah, I not a fan. 
not a fan of that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the first one that came to mind. I know that like the Worf and Dax and uh, Bashir and Quark, not as a couple, um, go to Ryza. Oh, we're my definitely God. talking about that one. We, I oh. are absolutely talking about that one. Um, but we have some time before Look what we they get did to, that. to my boy. <laughs> Look how they massacred my boy. Look how um, they massacred my boy. All right, let's let's stop talking about this episode. Uh, there was some companion trivia, but uh, you know, just like the writers couldn't be bothered to make this episode make sense, I'm not going to be bothered to quote line for line. But I guess this story was supposed to be for Bashir, and it was supposed to be like this action mystery adventure story. And instead of her being like sad and neglected by her husband she would have she would have been abused by her husband and so it would have just been dark and unnecessary and gross and that was definitely a worse version of this episode which is impressive because this is a bad episode so i'm glad that they fixed that part yeah good for them yeah um here is an absolute deep cut so i'm going to continue talking about the nebula class this episode marks the first appearance of USS Prometheus in Star Trek, although the exterior of the ship clearly shows it incorporates components from the Galaxy class, kid bashing. Not a single piece of any standing set for the next generation appeared. So the wall outside Sayatek's quarters is a single length of stock Starfleet wall built specifically for DS9 scenes. Sayatek's quarters are brand new set built from the run from the remains of the runabout aft section seen in TNG timescape and the bridge is a redress of the USS Excelsior bridge set from Star Trek the Undiscovered Country. Uh so this smaller starship bridge would continue to be seen throughout the series as the bridge of various ships both federation and not. Uh so super excited to see that again. Uh I just I just love some kit bashing. You know, I just love a good uh, Reliant class or uh, USS Reliant. Is it Miranda class? It's Miranda class, right? Um, That is clearly taking parts from another ship, uh, from like the Enterprise parts. And uh, it's fun. I just love it. It's fun. Kit batching. It's a good time. It's a good time had by all. I'm I'm really happy for you. Thanks. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, memorable lines. This episode is just like half the shit that scientists say. It's like, it's ridiculous, insane, but kind of a fun time. Uh, and also anything that Dax, <laughs> Dax said while they were talking about uh, Finna. She had some good lines. All great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, lines, next episode, Sanctuary, there's some, uh, some funny, uh, some funny business with a universal translator uh coming up in next week's episode on sanctuary do you remember that episode i do not Um, it is uh a whole group of folks believe that bajor is like their promised uh homeland or whatever oh from the um they came over from the gamma quadrant yeah 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 yeah. and her and like the lead and kira kind of like go at it a bit yeah she's got that hair She's got the hair. She's got yeah. the yeah. She's got the hair. Yeah. I I remember. I like. I feel like the last time I saw it, I kind of liked it. It's not like one of the best episodes, but like I liked an aspect of it. Um. So I'm interested and excited to talk about it with you next week. I can't wait. 
Hey, I love that attitude. I love that excitement. Uh, it is time for us to release docking clamps and pilot our tough little ship away from Tarek Noir. If you want to reach out to us with comments or questions, hit us up on Twitter. Our profile is at Tarek Noir, or send us an email at TarekNoirPod at gmail.com. If you get the chance, feel free to give us a five-star rating and a glowing review uh, on, po- on Apple Podcasts, wherever you are able to do that. Thank you all for listening. We hope you join us next week. But until then, walk with the prophets, child. Thank you.